and welcome to the podcast, Digging, Doubting, and Believing. My name is Lori, and I'm joined today with Tracy and Pastor Michelle. And we'll be digging into our Bibles and talking about how its words challenge us, inspire us, and help us to deepen our faith. Today, we're going to be digging into the story of Jesus, some of his last words to the disciples at the end of John, and it's John 14, 1 through 14. I can read today. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, but if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. Ta-da! <laughs> All right. Now the hard part, right? The hard part. You know, I, I just noticed there's so many times that it's like he's saying the same thing over and over and over again. Well, and when you think about it, though, he probably had to because remember last week when we were reading the um, Good Shepherd and, you know, he, right. he did his example, and, and then it they said the it. disciples didn't understand him. Oh, <laughs> you know, and so I think they, maybe he had to. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Well, and Thomas is the one who is asking all these questions again, isn't he? Mm -hmm. Show me the road map. Yep. That's yeah. me. Show yeah. me the way I want a map. A paper map would be best if you could. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's somewhat what I say to God, mm -hmm. you know, show me the way, you know, could you just, a map would be good, a list of things that I'm supposed to do yeah. that I could check off would be good. Um, very concrete thinking. Very concrete. And so I'm, I'm I just really like Thomas. <laughs> yeah. I do too. Yeah. 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 And I think when God does reveal the way for us, um, 
it's usually only the next step. And I kind of want the Google map, mm-hmm. map you know, where yeah. it says, okay, you're going to turn here and then you're going to go down and you're going to go three miles and turn That's there. Right. And <laughs> That's exactly what I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Well, what about these, this, these, this reading challenges you or inspires you or what did you look at and it jumped out at you and it, you said, amen, that is my life. <laughs> I really like the very first part of that that just says, in my father's house there are many dwelling places. Um, mm-hmm. In my Bible it says many rooms instead. And I just, I love making little nooks where I can sit and either study my Bible or just be quiet and do nothing maybe sometimes, but just making these cute little spaces that are just comfy and, you know, maybe it's by my fire in my basement or or in a little window area somewhere else in my house or on my back porch or my front porch. I just love little sitting areas. So when I think about this verse, I just think of God making these cool little niches for me <laughs> in his house. Yeah. And I just, I love the idea of... There's room for everyone there. There's so many rooms that we're all invited to come. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of goes back to Huga. Yes. That book I have about the Danish practice of, you know, making spaces in your home that, um, you know, display... Jesus' hospitality and his love for sharing food with others and sharing conversation in those little nooks and crannies. And mm-hmm. what you're talking about is, you know, what you do in your home to, to make you feel like you have mm-hmm. a space with God. But what happens is then that makes other people feel like they have, you know, they can feel God in those spaces as well. Yeah. I think it becomes a holy space. and and. Maybe this is too weird, but I think that there can be an energy around a space, and I think people can sense it. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of times this, these verses are used when they're talking about heaven, and, mm-hmm. and I think one of the things I read was it's often used at funerals, mm-hmm. and you know there are many rooms and that everyone is welcome in heaven. But um, I like what you're saying is that it's here. We can mm-hmm. say it. He has many rooms for us right here on earth. Yeah, many yeah. spaces for us to be with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 What else inspired you, Pastor? Well, not so much an inspiration, I don't think, but um, I always find John very difficult to understand. You know, how Jesus speaks in John, I really have to watch closely because I don't necessarily always understand it. Um, but the part that jumped out at me was the I am the way and the truth and the life. And I started thinking about, well, what does that mean? What does it mean to say I am the way? And um, I couldn't, you know, the earliest Christians were called people of the way. Mm -hmm. And so it was about verbs. It was about what they were doing, how they were living. So the way of Jesus is compassion and working for justice and, you know, all the things that we hope that um, are preached in our congregations. And I think that that's the same with the truth and the life, you know, that we talk about 
What is the life that Jesus gives us? It's, you know, it, it's what we need rather than what we want, uh, what we ask for, what we think we need. And God provides for all of those needs, and, and that's where we find life, not in anything else. Um, so that's kind of what jumped out at me was, I am the way and the truth and the life. Didn't they used to have a Bible called The Way? Mm-hmm. Yep. I might even have one. <laughs> Do they even print them anymore? Or? Probably not. No, I it, think that's a pretty old one. And is yeah. that why they did that? Because mm-hmm. of I think that's why Jesus they named the it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's similar to last week's where he said, I am the gate. Mm-hmm. He's just using different ways of saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yep. All are welcome. All are welcome. Yeah. Um, I always also thought that um, John fifteen four to five. I I kind of went w- with Jesus saying, um, "God is in me, and I, He in the flip flop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I am in God. God is in me." And and it brought me to John fifteen four to five where it says abide in me mm-hmm. and I in you and we, you will bear much fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it's so it to me it's easy for me to understand God in Jesus and Jesus in God as a you know and the Spirit at the Triune because I was brought up that way and that's just something I've always been taught. But to have the disciples not understand that just seems odd to me that they Mm -hmm. they don't get that you know you've seen God because you've seen all the things that I do and what I stand for and how I live it just seems bananas to me that they still don't get it even though they've watched him for Mm -hmm. three three years Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. up to this point yeah yeah but they didn't have the advantage of having all of these stories put in one place. Right. Like they seen certain parts of, you know, a part of his life. And then, <clears throat> but they didn't see all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, for us, really, we can look, can look at the Bible and as confusing as it is sometimes, it does lay out, you know, a series of events and, um, a pretty well laid story of how right. you know this all mm-hmm. why we feel that Jesus is in God and God is in Jesus mm-hmm. where they just and and they were still you know I think with this story it was even before mm-hmm. he died so he didn't mm-hmm. they didn't even <laughs> they didn't even fully understand that that was going to happen yeah. I mean he tried to tell them he was trying to prepare them right yeah. But um, so I don't think they had the advantage that we have it looking at the whole picture. We know the end of the story. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they really don't. Mm-hmm. I think they were still struggling to reconcile their idea of who the Messiah was with the actuality mm-hmm. of who the Messiah was. And, mm-hmm. you know, so the idea of a Messiah that dies just mm-hmm. didn't make sense because, because of the how they were brought up, right. you know, and what they sure. had been taught. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, and a couple of weeks ago when you had the sermon about, um, you know, the some of the disciples walking with Jesus and they didn't recognize him. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
you know, we look at that too and we say, well, how can they not? You know, it wasn't until mm-hmm. he broke bread with them that they recognized. But again, they just didn't have all of that information. You know, they were just really picking at pieces and they thought they were, you know, some of their questions were, was he the Messiah? Because now he's dead. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and until they realized yeah. the full story. Yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't know. Well, I have a question and answer time because when I was researching this, um, I read some commentaries by Luther Seminary, and some of them get pretty in-depth, and, and not all of our readers are going to go on that website and look. But if you do, maybe you look at some of that information and have some of the same questions that I do. And I thought today would be a good day because in the commentaries for today's, it talked a lot about the Pauline literature and the Johannine literature and the difference between the two and how they're used to interpret like these Bible verses. So... I have two people here, Pastor, who has studied and... And totally crazy. lost and afraid of these questions. Crazy no answers. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm well, let's just say I'm the one with the least amount of answers, but a lot of questions. So I wrote my questions down. Could you tell me the difference between Johannine literature and Pauline literature? Did you want to? No, I can't. Oh. <laughs> I don't have the answer for that. I know, I know that Johannine is written by John, you know, books that are authored by John, and Pauline is the books that Paul writes, but I don't know the perspective of each and mm-hmm. how they're different. Okay, so what books did John write? He wrote John, and then First and Second John, and Revelation. Okay. Um, and then Paul is attributed the epistles, so the letters and Acts. Uh, Acts is believed to be written by Luke, but the letters are Pauline. So the letters are what? Um, Timothy, uh, um, Corinthians. Um, <laughs> They're letters to people. Correct. Or to a community. To a a community or a church. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what is the difference between the time that John wrote his chapters and then Paul wrote his? Well, um, what we do know is that um, the New Testament, they started writing down the New Testament because those first eyewitnesses were dying. And so they they got them written down. So we know that John would have been written within that first group of believers. We know that Paul came to the story late, that he came after the resurrection. And so he was um, in his lifetime then traveling to the different places, um, telling them the story about Jesus. And uh, then when he would leave a place, he would still want to encourage people, and so he would write a letter to encourage some of the places that he had been. And a lot of his letters were from a prison, Mm -hmm, correct? mm -hmm, Yep. And I should say not just to encourage, but sometimes to kind of give them a little 
get back on track, people. Okay. <laughs> you know, okay. so it wasn't all just... The same kind of encouragement we all need still. Don't fight. And okay. <laughs> so in the commentaries, they used the ideas of John and the ideas of Paul to kind of compare how they interpreted this lesson. So what are some differences between Johannine literature and Pauline literature? Yeah, I don't I don't know if I can answer that off the top of my head. I'm so afraid of saying something wrong. <laughs> but in my opinion, uh, and this is just my opinion, um, John tends to be very philosophical. And he wrote his book at a time, I believe, when the Christians were being persecuted. And... Um, and so he has, he's, he's trying to encourage the insiders to stay strong, mm-hmm. you know, continue to believe, you know, Christ is the beginning and the end. And, um, and he always seems much more philosophical to me, um, whereas um, Paul was very, um, he addressed very practical issues. I mean, when you think about it, that, you know, don't fight amongst yourselves. Uh, be the be the stay true to what you have been taught. Um, you know that he was much more practical. I, I think, mm-hmm. but again, I'm just giving my opinion. Now I remember as I've studied, you know, in the past, is it true that John points out um, like a lot of things from the Old Testament also, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. this is happening because this yes. was spoken in the Old Testament. It's correct. the word coming true, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. And Paul doesn't do that as mm-hmm. much, I'm right. thinking. Yep. Okay. And so when you look at this verse, or, you know, these verses, this reading, um... <laughs> How can it be interpreted differently between the two? Like, oh. what are some things that you would say people that, you know, read more of John and, and kind of support more of hmm. his theory of <clears throat> the happenings of the Bible versus the way Paul would look at this? So, I don't know. <clears throat> does, maybe this is just a question to piggyback on that. Does Paul's... Um, encouraging of the churches that he's writing to and the people that he's writing to, is he coming or does he sound like he is telling them that what you're doing matters instead of just believing? Mm -hmm. That might be. And I think John, too, doesn't... I mean, he was very concerned, as you said, to connect the life of Jesus to what had come before um, so it would make sense that, yeah, and you know, that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. I mean, to me, as a concrete thinker, that's kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know. I just don't know how I would answer that question. I'm sorry. Yeah, That's okay. We're all still learning. Yeah. Questions maybe our readers have as well. And maybe in their, yeah, or listeners, I shouldn't say readers, listeners, yeah. that maybe they, they too have come across this. And it, it was just interesting to me because I've seen that in other places of commentaries. And I, 
um, really, to be really honest with you, to, to show you how little I knew I didn't until I started asking these questions and started looking at that, realized that Johannine was written by John. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it sounds like a <laughs> someone else's name. Mm-hmm. And even Pauline. Like, right. it, it, they're, they're different names. And so during this, you know, when I was researching this, it just occurred to me during my research today that what that meant mm-hmm. was yeah. that one was, you know, Jahanine was yeah. written by John and Pauline was written by Paul. So that was a aha moment for me today. Um, not real proud of that because that shows you that, oh, no, we're you know, all my simplistic. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, and seminary was a long time ago. <laughs> and I don't know if they ever even really covered that in seminary. I mean, I knew, really? the, I knew the terms, but I always attributed it more to authorship mm-hmm. than to a, a philosophy, you know, that yeah. you could apply Johannine thought right. to this. Yeah. Well, that makes me want to go into the couple of Bibles that I have and, and look, you know, the beginning of each chapter, each book of the Bible, it explains about mm-hmm. the author mm-hmm. and tells more background. And it makes me want to dig into those pages before mm-hmm. chapter one of each of those yeah. types of books to see, does it tell me anything about their philosophies? Well, and I and I don't know like who the authors are of the books of the Bible, so that's mm-hmm. new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, I'm I'm really I seem to be in the very beginning stages of this, and and perhaps some of our listeners are too, so they don't have to feel bad about yeah. Yeah. <laughs> asking and thinking these same questions. So, I think I always have gone with the old. I think it's Jewish proverb, you know, that a good question is far more valuable than many answers. <laughs> well, so that's I good think, because I yeah. have a lot more questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have very answer. few answers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there anything else that we want to talk about this verse? I just... Just, I would tell you, Lori, do not let your heart be troubled. <laughs> easier said than done yes <laughs> yes yes well that brings us to the close of our podcast today we thank you for joining us this podcast comes to you from saint john lutheran church in elma wisconsin and we hope you enjoyed our discussion and join us next time for digging doubting and believing